0: Good morning everyone. It's so great to see everyone here this morning in the house of the Lord. We're just so glad that you're here and if you're online welcome to New Hope and if you're visiting with us which we have a good looking group of visitors down here and you're about to find out why. But if you're visiting and you'd like to know more about our church or we can reach out to you please fill out a card or sign in on the tablet that would be wonderful. We have a few announcements before a wonderful busy service today and Um, I just want to first start out by saying thank you to everyone that helped with Angel Tree yesterday. That was an incredible event that has been going on for decades now in this church. And I just want to thank all the volunteers that have worked tirelessly, tirelessly before and during the event and after. So thank you to everyone that was there and has helped. Um, Just a reminder, there is no nativity tonight. Unfortunately, it is canceled because of the rain and the, the weather Um, So it is family night at home tonight. Next week, as another reminder, I know it's listed, but there is no Sunday school. It's Christmas Eve, but we do have service at 10 o'clock. So please come and join us at 10 o'clock next week for a beautiful service for Christmas Eve morning. And that will be when our children, part of that, when they do their program as well. Um, If you have any more Christmas cards, the Teens would like for you to please bring them before 10 o'clock, before the service starts next Sunday, Um, So that is the final, last-second deadline before the service next Sunday. All right. Um, Today is another week for the Advent, and this week is the week of joy. And I have prayed over joy and and thought about what that, that means for this church and me this year and what... God has intended, and so this, these are just some of my thoughts about joy for this week. Um, and you know, as I was thinking, a very hard thing to teach, I teach my kids at home, I homeschool with my husband, and um, the kids here, and a hard thing to teach is the act of being joyful, because it is a, it's a verb, In um, this what I'm speaking about. I find myself sometimes in instant hypocrisy. I'll get down with my kids and I'll talk about their feelings inside, you know, the anger you're going through or the the annoyance that you're feeling or the jealousy, you know, that's not from God, I'll tell them. And we must ask God to change our inside, to change our feelings so that our outside and so that our lives can change from God. And then, you know, I'll just immediately stand up and feel that same thing. So that shows me constantly that it's for everyone. That teaching is something that does not just start when you're young and end then, but it's forever forever. The other day, little Hessie was feeling a lot. And like we always, you know, all of us feel a lot. And, and she just had so many feelings. And I said, you know, I can't change anything about how you're feeling. But let's just try on the count of three to smile. And I mean, there was a lot of feelings going on. Probably at that point for both of us. And so, you know, I said on the count of three, let's just smile and just see what happens. You know, we'd already tried to pray and we'd already done all these things. So we, I said, one, two, three. And much to her dismay, she did not want this probably, but she cracked that first little smile. And as soon as she did, it turned into a bigger smile. And then at the last second, it just turned into laughter. And she reached over and hugged me and just said, I love you, mommy. And it was like a whole time of all of this that she just chose. And it was her choice in that moment. Um, She had the choice to let them keep going And to grow or to stop and let joy grow and to choose joy and that word choose joy that's everywhere isn't it I mean I see that everywhere choose joy and it's super hard to do sometimes but it's doable especially and mainly if you have the Holy Spirit within you and and we have the Holy Spirit around us he is everywhere all the time so I ask that you speak I mean seek God to bring you joy you know, and and I, I say a lot about kids because as you know, that's my life, is kids everywhere. And sometimes we think that kids don't have that hard of a time to choose joy. Like we should we have higher expectations for them, right? They're just kids. They don't have financial problems, they don't have marital problems, they don't have relationships and their family problems, or they haven't lost a spouse, and they don't understand that. But to them, it's the same feeling that you're feeling is the same to them. That's all they understand. And and if you're sitting here and you're looking around you, you might think that someone's going through something that's, they can choose joy, you know, but it's debilitating to them. So we have to realize that that act of being joyful, of choosing it is for, is hard for everyone, but God will get us through this. And, um, I don't mean to linger, but every time I think about choosing joy, I think about how I used to not do it well. When, when I was a, I was a single mom at a young. My son was very young, and as a single mom, and it was my first Christmas. My son was about to be two, Aiden, and I was sitting in my house by myself, um, completely choosing sadness. And I said, he was with his dad that Christmas, that Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, and and it was just hard to even breathe. You know, when you're, you all understand when you're in. A point where you can't imagine choosing joy, that everything's taken over you. And I just remember sitting on the floor in the dark and overeating Chinese and crying and just choosing sadness. And I don't have one good memory of that Christmas, except when I got him home. But thankfully, I have grown so much closer to the Lord. And I will say that's the only reason that I have so much joy, is because of the Lord. Um, Because nothing changed in my life to change me except my relationship with God, except my committing my life to him on a daily basis. So um so to wrap up all this about me, I feel like I said way too much about me, but I think that was just God reminding me that it's a constant, whether we're washing dishes and mad because our spouse should have done it, you know, or where and where we can have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm gonna be thankful for this dish that I got to use. And I'm blessed to have my child's cup to wash. And and so it's a choice. And um, if you're having a difficult time choosing joy this Christmas, and I know a lot of you are, then I just pray that this week you ask God for that, that you seek after him, that you ask him to soften you, that you ask him to, to show you what there is to be joyful in a really big way. And I ask that you this week to read James 1, James chapter 1. Um, verses 1 through 18, and look at a beautiful example through James about um, facing trials and what you can go through and how it is it joy whenever you face trials because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So, yes, if you do not have the joy, pray for that and seek that from the Lord. And he will provide that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, how great is your name and how wonderful it is that we get to praise you today. So I pray over this service and all that is to come that you will be with us and that you will lead us in our words and thoughts and our praise to you. And it is in your holy name that we pray. Amen.
1: Well, good morning. We were, we were going to have a, a child dedication this morning. And, and I thought when David and Rache went running off, I thought, OK, what are we going to do now? <laughs> I want to invite them to come on up, if you will. Devin and Reshe, and Jackson wants to be recognized this morning too. But Devin and Reshe, they come this morning bringing their son Jackson, as you know, and and they've come to dedicate him to the Lord. But I want to make sure you understand that this service today doesn't in any way give him salvation. It doesn't bring a a saving uh, heart to him. That only comes through a, a personal relationship with Christ and confessing his sins and and I pray that He'll do that one day and have eternal life forever and ever. And while today is the focus is on the child, it's also on the parents too. Because every child is a gift of God, isn't it? Every child is a gift of God. And I'll say it again this week, like I did last week. about We were talking about how we wait on things. And Devin chimed up on Wednesday night a few weeks ago and said, I waited 10 years for this little baby. And you should have seen that big old grin that went across his face when he said that. And that was a gift from God for Devin and Reshe. And so parenting is a divine privilege, and it's a great responsibility. And so this morning, we want to introduce to you Jackson Piercy, one of our newest members of the church. And we're so glad that they're a part of Devin and Reshe's life. He was born on July 6, 2023. And they've come this morning to, to pledge their lives and the life of Jackson to the Lord. Um, as you saw, Devin carried his son up here. Um, that has great symbolism because Devin, the, the father of the house, is a spiritual leader of the house. He should be the spiritual leader of the house. And, and, and that first responsibility first comes with Devin and then is followed by the mother. And so they're going to work together uh, as partners under the guidance of the Holy Spirit to bring Jackson up in the way of the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 7, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down when you get up. Well, first, this passage tells us that that parents are commanded to love God. It should be the first and foremost thing in our life. And and so if it's truly your wish to to raise your child up to follow God, your life has to be an example. The way you live, the way you talk, uh, the activities you do, the things you get involved with, all of that is going to reflect on Him. And He's going to see y'all as a great example. And so are you desiring today to, to follow God? Do you want your child to be a follower of God? And, and if so, teaching Him the ways of the Lord. And the second thing that verse tells us is that we're to teach our children the ways of the Lord. We're to bring them up in church. We're to read them Bible stories. We're to show them what it means to be a, a, a believer in Christ. And that responsibility falls on you, Devin and Rachea. It's your responsibility, but us as a church, we come today to come alongside of them. The, the, the Sunday school, the, the, the choirs, the mission activities, everybody here wants to be a partner with you in raising Jackson. And he's going to be a handful. <laughs> so it's going to take the whole village, isn't it, to raise this little boy. But he is such a precious young child, one that was a gift from God. To Devin and Rache, parents, you've got to lead as example, okay, and showing him the ways of the Lord, showing him the value of being in church, prayer, Bible study, and fellowship with believers. And so, Devin and Rache, I want to ask you this morning: Do you recognize that Jackson is a gift from God, and you give God thanks for your blessing? Do you dedicate him to the Lord? The one who gave him to you? Do you pledge his parents to raise Jackson in the instruction of the Lord? Will you make every effort with patience and love to build the Word of God and character of Christ and the joy of the Lord into his life? And do you promise to regularly pray for him that he will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? And church, do you promise to aid them and help them in any way possible to raise their child, their gift, Jackson, in the way of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, God, we uh, we come on behalf of the parents as they bring Jackson into Your presence and before You, Lord, just to, just to give him over to Your service, Lord, to Your kingdom. And we pray, God, that You... <laughs> You knit this little boy together. You put this little boy together. And you brought him about. And you have a a great plan and a great purpose for, for his life. And so Father, we pray today that You would continue that good work in his life. And that You will one day bring him to confession and Lord, just convict him of his sins and bring him to repentance and bring forgiveness to him and salvation to his heart. And so Father, today with Devin and Reshe and the rest of the church, God, we join together to bring him and dedicate him to you. To give him over to you. And Lord, we pray that you will use him in great and mighty ways for kingdom purposes. And we pray that you hold him close. And the Lord, that he will forever and wholly Belong to you, it's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior that we pray amen, mm-hmm. amen. we want to present you with a a certificate of dedication and a little gift thank y'all we love y 'all we 're going to be praying for you. It looks like y'all are going to need a lot of prayer and uh, We're going to help you as well. Praise God. but it just seems like yesterday she was trotting down the aisle, doesn't it? They all grow up and grow up too fast, don't they, it seems like. What an exciting day we've had, amen? It's been a good day. We've seen parents bring their child to to dedicate to the Lord, to children uh, ringing the bells, playing the handbells, and singing praises to the Lord and Christmas music. And if only we'd been able to do the Christmas in Earl. Amen? But God knows best, right? God, uh, God's plan is perfect, and we accept uh, His, His uh, appointment for us today. Uh, for the last few weeks, we have been studying the names of Jesus, and we're going to be continuing that today. I want to encourage you, uh, the, the The website Christmas and Earl is still up, and it has a devotional about the names of Jesus in there. It's kind of a supplement to Uh, this series I have pulled a little bit from it um, but feel free to uh, it's got the 12 12 different names of Jesus that leads you up into Christmas Day but in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 uh, there's a for a couple of weeks we looked at Isaiah at the names of Jesus given there in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 um, is another list of names given for the Christ child and so today we're going to We're going to kind of weave our way through the Bible, looking at how this child is is from beginning of time to today, and how he weaves his way up to our life today. But Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, it says, the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, and the son of Abraham. And so, in this one verse alone, we've got three names, okay, that that are given to Jesus: Jesus Christ, Jesus the the Son of David, and the Son of Abraham. And so, he's called the Son of David. How does how does that come about? Well, David wanted to build a temple, but God said, "No, it's it's not your time. It's not for you to build right now." And so, he rejected David's uh, offer to and desire to build this house, this temple for God. And it's kind of like kind of like. Uh, you know, our desire, we, we built all that out there this last several weeks uh, for the Christmas and Earl, but God said, no, not right now. It's not the time right now. And, and so he told David, it's going to be on down the road, and so for us, maybe it's going to be on down the road for next year, okay? But God brought about a glorious thing uh, by putting David off and not allowing him to build the temple at the time. He tells, he promises David, he said, there'll be a temple built. But it'll be built and it'll come from your descendants. And we find that in, in 2 Samuel chapter 7. <clears throat> 2 Samuel chapter 7, we find in, in that uh, the story of David. And it says, the Lord declares to you that the Lord Himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you your own flesh and blood, and I will establish His kingdom, meaning Jesus, and He will. And He is the one whom will build a house for My name. And I will establish the throne of His kingdom forever. See, there was something mighty and something good that was going to come by David not getting his desire, not getting his, his wish or what he had prayed for and wanted to do. And so there we see... Uh, Jesus called the son of David. He comes out of the lineage of David. He also is called the son of Abraham. God also promised Abraham a, a great promise in Genesis chapter 12. We see in that, in that chapter, it says in verse 2 and 3, it says, I will make you into a great nation, He tells God tells Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. And, and so again, this is somebody coming in the lineage of Abraham. But it wasn't, it wasn't going to make him into a great nation right then. It was going to come down the road. Jesus came to save everybody, to save the Jew and the Gentile, to save me and you. And, and so Jesus is a blessing to all nations today because everybody across the world can call on the name of Jesus and be saved. And so God blesses the people through the salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? I praise God for that great blessing. And then He's called the Son of God. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It says, "Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin." What a great promise right there—that Jesus will save his people. Jesus will save those who call on his name. If we drop, uh, go forward to Luke chapter one, verse thirty-one, we see. Uh, another part of the Christmas story. It says, You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you're to call Him Jesus. And He will be great. And He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give Him the throne of His father David. Remember the passage in 2 Samuel. And He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. Remember, Abraham was Jacob's grandfather. So in that one passage, you've got uh, the the, the lineage of David and Abraham saying that Jesus is going to come from them. And it says, His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. His name is Jesus. Jesus Christ. And His name in Hebrew is Joshua. Which His name means God saves. Or Savior. Again, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 doesn't say that Jesus might save His people. Or Jesus is going to try to save His people. It says Jesus will save His people. And so think about this when 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 Mary, you know, when Joseph and his siblings are out there playing, he's playing with his friends, and Mary calls them home, Jesus! He's she's calling out, God saves. Every time that word is spoken, the, the, the meaning behind that is that is that God saves. If we go on down in Luke, in Luke chapter 2. It says on the eighth day, in verse 21 through 33, on the eighth day, when it was time to be circumcised, he was named Jesus. And the name of the angel had given him before he was conceived. Similar to our baby dedication today, in Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 33, Jesus is presented to the temple, and Simeon calls. Him salvation. Listen to see how that story unfolds. Since When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem and presented him to the Lord. And it is written in the law of the Lord, Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting on the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And so moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was custom and the law required, Simeon uh, took him in his arms and praised God and said, Sovereign Lord, as You have promised, You may now dismiss Your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen Your salvation. For my eyes have seen your, Your salvation, which You prepared in the sight of all nations alike for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Your people Israel. And the child's father and mother marveled at all these things that Simeon said. Emmanuel, God with us. Today we've seen just in these few passages this baby is given numerous names. Jesus Christ, the Son of Abraham, the Son of David, the Son of God, the Son of the Most High, the Messiah, and Salvation. He is the Messiah, the, the Savior, the One who says God saves. He's come to save me and you because we can't save ourselves. There's no way for us to be good enough. There's no way to try enough to, to, to save ourselves. And so if we need a Savior, it means we need to be saved. And from what? That is the sin in our life. The sin that separates us from God. that When we need to be saved, that means we're in trouble. Folks, we cannot save ourselves. And So what is it that we need to be saved from? And it's that bondage of sin that separates us from God. Jesus was born for the very purpose of dying for me and you. You see, we were all born. Our children were born. But it wasn't for the purpose of dying. Our purpose is to live for God and to glorify Him and be in fellowship with Him. But Jesus' sole purpose was to come and die for the forgiveness of our sins so that we could have everlasting life in Him. And Jesus saves His people by by dying and redeeming them. He gives them the Holy Spirit so that they can be renewed in Him. And by His power, they're able to overcome the spiritual battles that come our way Every day. And then He promises on the last day to raise His people up with Him. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Salvation is found in no one else. Salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There's no other name. Jesus is the name above all names. Jesus whose name will be written on His children's forehead. The name which one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord of all. Amen. One day that's going to happen. For everybody that rejects Christ, for everybody that's living for themselves, one day they're going to bow down and say, yes, Jesus is Lord of all. Let me ask you this morning. Is He your Savior? Is He the Lord of your life? You might be saying, Yes, He's my Savior. I've been baptized. I've done all this. But then the next question is, Is He the Lord of your life? Does He direct everything in your life? Do you try every day to become like Him in the things that we do, think? and say, are we making an effort to allow Him to be the Lord of our life? Let me ask you this morning, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? If not, today you can choose Him. You can choose the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior and your Lord when you confess your sin and surrender to His Lordship in your life. For He is the only one that was ever perfect. He was the one that died for my sin and your sin. And He is the only one that can forgive us. He is the only one that can reconcile us and make us right with God again. Let me ask you this morning, are you living a life that reflects the character and the ways of Christ in your life? The Bible tells us that we'll know His disciples. We'll know His followers by the fruit that they bear. In essence, to say, by the way that we live. How are you living your life this Christmas season? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do stand in awe Of your goodness. We are overcome by your love for us. And to think that you would give your only Son, Jesus, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham, the Son of God, the Messiah, salvation, the Son of the Most High, the Alpha, the Omega, the wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace. The mighty God, you have given us the hope of eternal life. We pray today, God, that if someone doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, God, that they would surrender to your Lordship today. And Father, maybe today there are those that that, that have walked in your ways but have fallen away, that have fallen out of fellowship with you, God that the relationship isn't as strong as it once was. And Father, today, Your your arms are open wide just like they were on the cross and saying, come back to Me. Come back to Me. I'm standing with My arms open wide and I want to have fellowship with You again. God, as You speak to our hearts, may we be moved by conviction to answer your call on our life. Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayers and God, we thank you for answering our prayers. For you are a mighty God. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, it's in his name that we pray. The Son of the Most High. Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. Let's stand and sing together.
2: Beautiful,
1: merciful Savior,
2: precious Redeemer and Friend, you are rescue the soul.